What's going on, guys? You just heard our top five offenses going into 2020, and now we're here with our top five defenses going into 2020. Lou is already unhappy with me. He heard one team from my list, and he's ready to rip it up, cancel the episode, and switch podcasts. But I'm going to come in with my first team at, at five for, for top defenses going into 2020, and Lou, it's the Saints, and I think that they have experience, depth at every single level. But they do have to be consistent every single game. I think Cam Jordan is really slept on as a pass rusher. And, Lou, it just really depends on how you feel about Marcus Lattimore. Because I think, you know, I think he could still be a, a lockdown corner. And having Janoris Jenkins on the opposite side, Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams as the safeties, that's a really scary defensive back group that's going to make a lot of noise. And I hear you because I know that they're not a consistent unit, but I think if the Saints are going to play the where they want to in their division and in the NFC, this is where they need to be. Yeah, Steve. Again, I am not with you on that because I am not high on Lattimore, Steve. But, I mean, they have the offensive on, on the other side that'll really help them out, Steve. So they do have a legitimate shot. And they play in a dome, dude, so the weather is never a factor. And it gets real rowdy in there. So they do have that advantage. Steve, at five? I have a team we're very fond of. It's the Broncos, man. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb will be back, man. They have A.J. Bouye, and now they have a, a better running back and a quarterback who can actually be productive, you know? So they also have that great weather uh, for defenses right behind them. They're at mile high. I, I think they're poised for a big year, Steve, and that defense will always be a part of Broncos' success. Lou, it definitely will, and I have the Broncos as my fourth best defense, so th this kind of came in at the perfect spot. And Lou, you forget one of the biggest names on that defense. I've been raving about him all offseason. I think he's really going to be one of the bigger breakout players next year, and this is a guy that got hit with the franchise tag, and that's Justin Simmons. He's on that defense too. So that is a really talented group. After they addressed the offensive needs in the receivers that they drafted, uh, they did also spend a second-round draft pick on a corner. So I expect this unit to, you know, really be back end of the, of the top five as far as defenses, you know? Nobody in their right mind wants to go to Denver next year. Nobody! Nobody wants to go to Denver next year, Steve. Absolutely not. But, Steve, for my fourth team, I have the Bills, man. I really like the Bills as a whole, Steve. Uh, one of the best corners in the game. I think Sean McDermott is also one of the more underrated coaches, Steve. Then you're going to think Ed Oliver was a good pick last year. He still has room to grow. The division has definitely gotten worse. And not even that, they have A.J. now, who I think could really be a, a focal point for that offense, especially in the pass rush. No, he definitely could. And Lou, I have the Bills in this episode but just not the second. So I'm going to save them for later. I have the Chargers as my third best. Yeah, that could take some people by surprise, but the Chargers are another team that's elite at every single level. Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, first-round pick in Justin Herbert, but they also had a first-round pick in Kenneth Murray. And let's not forget, he's one of the best sideline-to-sideline prospects in this entire draft. Their secondary is absolutely loaded. They absolutely hit on the pick of Derwin James. Casey Hayward is there. Chris Harris just signed there. This is a team, this is a unit that is going to be very, very scary as long as the offense can play in the games with the defense. Injuries will make or break this group, but this secondary is top three, and this pass rush is, is arguably top five. 
Steve, yeah, no, I agree. I almost put them on my list, Steve, but, oh, man, it's tough. I, I do like the Chargers next uh, year, Steve. You're right. They are absolutely elite at every level, man. But, Steve, you know who I have at three? I think they take a little fall from grace, but they're still a very, very good defense. And that's San Fran, Steve. I really like them as a whole, but they did lose DeForest Buckner, and people do know that Richard Sherman is very get buyable. you know? I mean, not to take away from their scheming, Steve, and how young and dynamic they are and how great Nick Bosa is. Again, Steve, top three, but I do think that secondary needs a little bit of work, and I think they will make a move on it in the offseason. No, Lou, fair enough. And I have... San Fran in my top five, and I have them at two. So this was another perfect time. And Lou, the 49ers, the reason why I have them at two, because the scary thing is most of the defenders that are first-round picks haven't even reached their prime yet. They haven't even scratched it. And yeah, the loss of DeForest Buckner is a huge loss because he is massive as far as you know, uh, whether that is just simply rushing the passer or swatting down passes or or whatever it, it, it may be. But, Lou, I don't think that they possibly could have gotten a better player in Javon Kinlaw where they were picking to replace him. So that's why I think the 49ers could really just pick up where they left off. I hear you with that secondary, but I still think Sherman is playing solid enough where he can lead the union in the back end. Yeah, it would be nice if he could have another veteran opposite of him, but there's still plenty of time in the offseason where that could happen. Definitely, dude. Definitely, I completely agree. But uh, Steve, at two, I think has a chance to be the best defense next year as a whole, but I will hold off because I think the next defense I'm going to say after, slightly better personnel, Steve. But I have the steel as a two, man. They were unbelievable all year last year, even with Ducky Hodges and that other ugly guy at the quarterback position. <laughs> now they have Big Ben back. The offense is going to be 10 times better. And now the defense is all played together. Now you have another year with Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush. TJ Watt is still young. Bud Dupree played out of his mind last year, you know. I really like this team. And don't forget, dude, Mike Tomlin's still a hell of a coach. And with Big Ben back, the Steelers are not going anywhere, you know, man. And I really think they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. No, they could be. Lou, I also need to still talk about the Steelers, but I'm going to come in with my number one defense first, and it's from that, that AFC North, but it's the Ravens. And Lou, it's just this offseason really put the cherry on top. I know they got better offensively, but they got even better defensively. I thought that they were going to tag Judon to, you know, try and get some trade bait for him, try and get some draft picks. They kept him. Then, on top of that, they trade for Calais Campbell for a fifth-round pick. Absolute steal. Then they went out and get Patrick Queen. So absolute three monsters that are going to change their defense. And that's already on top of having Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey. This defense is going to be absolutely unreal. And the Ravens just extended Chuck Clark to also be another safety as part of that core going forward. Lou, as scary as their offense is, their defense is even better for the Ravens. And this is why this could be a top dog in the AFC. Well, Steve, perfect time because that's my number one team, man. Uh, loaded at every level. Vicious. Great game planning. They've been cohesive together. and They just got better, Steve, and they're on a run-first team, which, again, Steve, gives them all the damn time in the world to breathe on the sidelines, which is a lot of the time, Steve, the biggest difference. So I'm going to jump in with the team that almost made it for me, Steve, but they didn't. They're not my next-up team. But they're almost made it, Steve, and that's the Pats, man. I still think the secondary and game planning for the Pats will be there. 
But, man, did they lose some pieces on the offensive end. Tom Brady. And they lost Kyle Van Noren on the defensive side, Steve. So it's like they got better nowhere. They aged. And now they have a more inept offense. You know what I mean? So there's not even the Brady to bail you out with a big third down play. Now when the defense is huffing and puffing, there's no one really to take the edge off, Steve. And again, good defense, Steve, but the offense will let them down. Lou, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and but that's exactly why I didn't put them on there. The next up defense that, that I have is the Steelers. And Lou, this could, could have arguably been a top five unit already. I, I'm sure you would have definitely took the Saints out of my top five and put the Steelers in there. But, Lou, the Steelers have an extremely bright core of guys who will be in their prime at the exact same time. That's why that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick was so crucial last year. But, Lou, you know what else I think is crucial is finding Big Ben's successor because I think it's imminent. I think that defense could possibly bring them to a Super Bowl in a year or two. And it's just I like that Big Ben is there, and if he's going to be healthy, that's great because I think they will compete in that division and in the AFC. But I don't want them to waste the the potential of what that defense could be by just trying to search for, for quarterbacks. So I really think that they need to find Big Ben's successor soon. I, I don't know if they plan on doing that through free agency or possibly through the draft. But, I mean, Cam Newton's out there. I mean, why not? You know, if he's going to be able to take a backup role, I think this would be a perfect scenario for him and a perfect scenario for the Steelers. Yeah, man. Steve, I, I completely agree with you. They, they could really make that transition because it's going to be tough, and it's never pretty. Never pretty to transition, as, as uh, both of us have seen with our teams going from quarterback to quarterback. Well, I got lucky for a little bit. We went right into luck. But we didn't get so lucky right after that. So I don't want to talk about it no more, Steve. But, Steve, my next team up, everyone's going to call me a homer, but defensively, I think it could be the Colts, man. I mean, they were a middle-of-the-road defense last year with a bad offense in front of them. Add a good offense in front of them. Not even that. We have DeForest Buckner now. We have depth at the cornerback position with Rhodes. And, and the good thing is, Rhodes doesn't have to be our number one. You know what I mean? So there's none of that pressure on him like there was in Minnesota. Darius Leonard's still great. Justin Houston's a good veteran. We got Sheldon Day. Malik Hooker will have a full season. Also, Anthony Walker, who has been one of the best secondary linebackers in the league, is on a contract year, Steve. He wants to get paid. I don't know if we're going to pay him, but he's going to ball out to get paid. You know what I mean? I hope we keep him. We probably won't, but I pray. <laughs> no, I, I def hear you. And Lou, the, the Colts have had a lot of good draft picks going forward. It's just a matter of them staying healthy and being able to do it together. I, I know you hate talking about it, and I texted you about it earlier, and I, I think it rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if, if luck was there, I mean, that's the difference in being a, a contender and a team that's still trying to really find the guy. You we'd, know? Yeah, we, we'd win the whole damn thing. That's what I would tell you. We'd win the whole damn thing so easy. Not easily, but seriously, if we gave, gave him Jonathan Taylor, Pittman, T.Y. Ebron might even still be there with Jack Doyle, man, with a good old line. God bless, dude, and screw Ryan Grigson for missing on every draft pick while that guy was there. Jeez, <laughs> every pick. There's not one pick left, Steve. There isn't one. Oh, man. He is. Not one pick. Frank Wright comes in with Chris Ballard. We don't miss. It, it's just bad timing, but oh, maybe we'll see you do. Maybe even Jacoby goes, Steve, and we get a good piece for him. You know what I mean? That's my best case, even though I love Jacob. Yeah, possibly. 
But, but Lou, let's just get back to the defense before you keep falling in love with the Colts. And I'm going to talk about the team that I left out, and that's the Bills. And I know you had the Bills as a top-five unit, and I was really close to having them there too. But the reason why I left them out is I think they still just lack that elite pass rush that most top five defensive units have. And the Bills definitely have the secondary. I think Tredavious White is arguably a top five corner, depending on on who you're putting above him. And being paired up with Josh Norman, especially in Sean McDermott's system, is probably going to make that secondary going to play unreal. But I just really need to see, you know, Ed Oliver after his whole trouble he had in the offseason. A.J. Espinosa, I think he's really going to be a solid draft pick. But is it going to happen in one year? I think that those are a lot of the questions that we need to ask. And I know the Bills still have guys like, like Jerry Hughes and, and some pass rushers like that. But I think this is going to be more of a, a solid, consistent unit than, than a unit that, that screams sacks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think you're right. It's going to rely a lot on those young guys to take that next step. And and again, we were both high on Epinesa, and, and I liked Ed Oliver last year, man. So it, it could be a very good year for the Bills. They're definitely the best defense in that division, I believe. No, those two guys are definitely going to put that defense in the right direction. But, Lou, it was, it was nice talking some – some top five defenses, and we'll see how this carries out through the season. This doesn't go for fantasy units. We'll get into that when, when the season comes around. But make sure to keep checking out our content. Me, me, Lou, and Kev are grinding constantly, and we're trying to get you guys an episode with all three of us back together. Peace, guys.